You are listening to audio recorded at the Village Church. For more information, go to villagechurchbaltimore.com. Galatians 6, verses 1 to 10. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. For if anyone considers himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. Let each person examine his own work, and then he can take pride in himself alone and not compare himself with someone else. For each person will have to carry his own load. Verse 6, let the one who is taught the word share all his good things with the teacher. Don't be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a person sows, he will also reap. Because the one who sows to his flesh will also reap destruction from the flesh. But the one who sows to the spirit will reap eternal life from the spirit. Let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. To verse 10, therefore, as we have opportunity, let us work for the good of all, especially for those who belong to the household of faith. You guys may be seated. So for those who may not be aware, we've been going through during the summer season a sermon series called Formed. Informed is talking about different aspects of the Christian faith that form or mold us to be more mature Christians, to help us to look more like Jesus Christ. Um, and so last week, Pastor Dan um, did a great job of talking about fasting. And that fasting helps us and reminds us that God is our ultimate sustenance. That when we fast, it helps us to be reminded to remember that God is the one who will provide for us provide for our energy, provide for resources, whatever it may be, that God is the one who is there for us in the midst of whatever we're going through. And so this week, we're going to be talking about serving, as Teresa alluded to. And that serving doesn't mean that we serve people in hopes that we get a return back on our investment. A lot of times that tends to be the case in our culture that we serve someone, we do something for someone else in order so that we can, you know, have them scratch our backs later. But that's not what serving from a Christian perspective is all about. Serving from a Christian perspective is all about us being able to serve knowing that we have already been given the greatest gift of all time, the greatest gift of Jesus Christ going to the cross and us being free. We have been forgiven of our sins and we are now free to worship God. And so we get to give, not needing anything in return, but give as an expression and to say, I want to give so you can experience the gift that I have received from God. So that's what serving is all about. And we're going to see that all throughout Galatians 6. And we're going to see that in three particular ways. Point number one will be what we already have. Point number two will be Christian service is holistic. And the last point will be the practical application and how service helps us in our lives to be conformed to mature Christians in Christ. And so let's get started. We'll start with point number one, what we already have. 
This comes from Galatians 6, verses 1 to 2. And let me read these out for us. Brothers and sisters, if someone is overtaken in any wrongdoing, you who are spiritual, restore such a person with a gentle spirit, watching out for yourselves so that you also won't be tempted. Carry one another's burdens. In this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So the context of Galatians is Paul really breaking down the relationship between two concepts. One being the law. When you hear the law from a biblical context, you can think of the Ten Commandments or the laws that are found in the book of Leviticus. So we have the law that he is talking about and explaining this and unpacking this. But then there's also the law and this relationship between a concept called grace. And this is undeserved or unmerited faith for something that we did not earn. That God doesn't put conditions on us in order to earn his love, but he loves us just because we bear his image, just because we are his creation. And so he's talking about the relationship between these two because there's a group within the Galatian church that's really trying to skew these two concepts. And in turn, trying to really take away from the gospel message that we all believe in and that the Galatians all believed in. And so it's this group called the Judaizers. And on the surface, it actually seems like, you know, we're in agreement. The Judaizers believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins. And when you believe in that, you are saved. And so from that point, you'd be like, well, Paul, I think we're good. We can move on with this. We don't really need to belay this point. But the problem is they don't stop there. They don't stop at Jesus, but they continue on and say, you not only have to believe in Jesus, but you have to follow the law, the Old Testament law perfectly and adhere to very specific cultural traditions, particularly Jewish cultural traditions. And so in other words, they're saying it's Jesus plus something equals salvation. Jesus plus something else is equaling your salvation. They are adding conditions to the gospel. And so they're making people have, have to prove themselves towards God. And so it's implying that Jesus Christ isn't enough. That Jesus Christ dying on the cross for our sins isn't enough for us to be saved. But we have to do more. That God in some way sent Jesus Christ to serve us, but he was looking for a return back on his investment. He was wanting people to somehow earn his love and nor say he can finally say, now I love you because you have done X, Y, and Z. And so Paul, all throughout Galatians, is really helping the, helping the Galatians and us to understand that this is an inferior message. This is not the gospel. The gospel cannot be about God sending his son in order to get a return back on his investment. No, that is not the foundation of the gospel, but it's also not the foundation of serving one another. Because God sent his son in order to serve us, but not need anything in return. It was just because he loved us in the first place. And that's the beautiful aspect of the gospel. And so as we get to Galatians 6, he is building this foundation that Jesus Christ serving us is helping us to understand how we are to serve one another. He says this phrase in verse 2, it's to carry one another's burdens. Or in the Greek, it's a little bit more descriptive. It is that we are literally carrying the faults of others. Literally carrying the faults of others. 
That's to exemplify the way that Jesus Christ carried our sins, carried our faults, carried our wrongs to the cross, nailed them to the cross, and now we are free. Now we are able to worship God now. Because there is a time where we couldn't because of our sin, and Jesus Christ paid that debt. And so Christ serving us helps us to be able to understand the concept of how we are to serve. We are serving not based on what we can get in return, but based on helping people to enjoy this gift that we enjoy, to enjoy the gospel that we love, to enjoy the gospel that we believe in. But let's be honest, serving in this way can be really, really hard. Serving in this way can be really, really difficult, especially in our day and age, because we want instant gratification. And sometimes it's not when we serve that we want someone to give us something materialistically, but we want, you know, people to give us some sort of affirmation, maybe some sort of notoriety in some sense. You know, this would be like me every time I change Trey's diaper being like, hey, look at me, change his diaper and then posting on social media and hashtag killing it being a dad or something like that. Because in some respects, I'm looking for some notoriety. I want people to say, look at Julius, he's doing so awesome and serving his son. And so the point really here is what is our motivation behind serving? What is our motivation behind serving? Why are we going to serve other people? Why are we going to serve one another in the church, but also outside the church? Because it can't be with the hope that we would get a return back on our investment. Because people aren't investments. People are people who bear the image of God just like us. And this is not we have to serve them, it's we get to serve them. We get to help people in the midst of our service know more of Jesus Christ, know this great gift that we have received. And so our service is is enabling the foundation for people to know Jesus Christ. And so what is our motivation behind serving? That's the question we always need to be asking ourselves because Jesus Christ didn't die in order to just get followers on Instagram, to get followers on social media. No, he died. He rose from the grave in order to save our souls. That's what he did it for. In hopes that people would be able to worship his father, not because he needed anything in return, because in the end, we wouldn't be able to give him anything in the first place. That's the gospel. That's the overflow that we serve from an overflow of being forgiven by God through what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And his serving even helps us to understand that it's not just based on an an eternal implication that our souls will be saved. It's also based on the fact that he cares about the here and now as well. That Jesus Christ coming and living among us means that God doesn't just say, I just care about what's going on in the future. He's saying, no, I care about what's going on in the here and now. He cares about both. It's not the either or, but it's a both and. This brings us to our second point. Christian service is holistic. Christian service is holistic. And I'll read out verses 2 and 9 for us real quick. Carry one another's burdens in this way. You will fulfill the law of Christ. But let us not, in verse 9, let us not get tired of doing good, for we will reap at the proper time if we don't give up. So as we talked about, it's wonderful news that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, but our salvation journey doesn't stop there. 
Verses 2 and 9 is compelling us, is pushing us to serve people, to practically help people in the here and now, in the current. It's to say that, yes, we care about the salvation of their souls, but people are suffering in the here and now. Like we live in a fallen world. I think it's evident that everybody is struggling with something. Everybody is going through something. And so when we serve, it's to serve holistically. It's to care about the soul, but it's also to care about their present circumstance as well. It's a both and, not an either or. Ephesians 2.10 says this, For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. Now, what Ephesians 2.10 and I am saying is not that we are to only serve and not verbally share the gospel. If you walk out of here and say, yo, Pastor Julius said, hey, I don't need to serve, I don't need to share the gospel with people no more. I don't need to talk about the gospel. I only need to serve. Stop that. I did not say that. Neither is Ephesians 2.10 saying that. Ephesians 2.10, what it's really proclaiming is that we're to do both and. We are to verbally